This is The Immigrant View, a podcast for immigrants by immigrants. Welcome to the show. The Immigrant View is brought to you by ImmigrantNetworks.com. Hello, everyone. It's a great pleasure being here with you today. Welcome to Happy New Year to everyone and welcome to The Immigrant View. My name is Ayo Oguduni. I'm currently hiding from the children and from the entire family uh, it's amazing who pays the mortgage and who owns the home. You know, oh. I think it's, you know, it's the other way around. Nope. They own the <laughs> when I to hide and beg. So there is a likelihood, listeners, that we're going to be interrupted by individuals during the podcast. We're just going to go with the flow. We're just going to flow with it. And we're going to have fun. I'm going to do the best I can to keep smiling or put my fake smile on while we do this but we have a guest today um she is uh, she lives in hamilton moved to canada in 2018 she's from ijabu oh (laughs) (laughs) knows really bad because i'm from ijabu i should know oh you should uh how far is ijabu from ijabu it's about 20 minutes really yeah. Wow. Okay. Was born in Wari Delta, so the total other side. Yeah. Um, uh, most of growing up years was in Lagos, Nigeria. A BSc in biochemistry, uh, MSc in biotechnology, a certified clinical research professional, CCRP, certified scrum. You know, Nigerians can collect certificates. <laughs> <laughs> When you look at some Nigerian names on LinkedIn, it's like ABC, CCRM, CBC, BBD, right. all of it. Anyway, so certified clinical research professional, CCRP, certified scrum master, CSM, with 14 years of experience in the pharmaceutical industry, uh, also in academia. Uh, she's a community person. She's the founder of Nigerians in Clinical Research in Pharmaceuticals in Canada and conveyor of several community group meetings as well. Personal core values around passionate, being passionate, courageous, and strategic. She's recognized as the go-to person, problem solver, uh, authentic, credible, uh, building trust and relationships with internal and external clients. Outside of work, she loves, she loves to host events making sumptuous meals, mm. oh yes, <laughs> karaoke as well, and she is our guest today, Funlayo, where is it me, because I, I always thought it was Funbilayo, this is the oh, first, oh don't get me started, <laughs> I had to swear every day because I had different versions of my name when I was getting admitted to Unilag, so I stuck with Funlayo, Funlayo, uh, Buraimo, bu, I hope to jump you another stuff to me today. Buraimo. It's a pleasure having you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Ayo. Thank you so much for inviting me over. Would love to hear your story. So 2018, just five years, I believe, which is amazing. Um, and I mean, from what I'm seeing on LinkedIn, you're doing amazing things. You're doing wonderful things, which is just phenomenal. Thank you. Would love your story to tell us about what was it like coming here? Um, you schooled at McMaster uh, to do your 
to do your PhD, which is still in view, I'm guessing. Correct, correct. Yeah, walk us through all that. So soon we'll be calling you Dr. Funlayo. Very soon. <laughs> that soon may be a long time, but it's soon. Okay. <laughs> so um, thank you so much. Uh, my family and I, I have two boys and we both, we all landed August, 2018. Um, my husband had this idea of, you know, come over when you get a job, I'll come. I said, no. And this is one thing I really encourage immigrants, um, come with your family because Canada is family centric. There are many disadvantages of coming alone if you have kids and, you know, you, you have a spouse on the other side. It, it's hard. It, it was hard for us. Um, we, we, we had sold most of what we had to come. Um, so that was the cash we were having to use. So the first thing we did, we did our driver's licenses and getting a house was horrible. It was horrible. My husband and I slept on a twin bed. I always say that for a week because we were literally, ha we had to squat because we booked an Airbnb for five days. We didn't realize that that wouldn't be enough. Um, we had friends, you know, days. for five days. We actually thought we didn't find this because we had done a soft landing in April and we had our friends, you know, we were, we felt like this is familiar, but unfortunately getting here, we landed in the middle of August holiday. So everywhere was closed and we were not getting viewings. So we had to start trying to look for hotels. You know, it was just messy and we got a friend to host us for one week and thankfully we got a house it was really really hectic and we we got it was even just the basement like we had like 30 interviews because we didn't have a job the mm -hmm. the rental market in Ontario is really really um you know a stress yeah. so on getting that you know the first thing we progressed to was trying to get our driving license sorted sorted out at least now we had a, a location and uh, the job hunting started Oh, we hunted for jobs. We, you know, CVs, people saying this, change this on your CV and all that. But the very first way we got jobs were from referrals, talking to people. I always try to say that Canadians are people, human beings, they are human beings behind, you know, everything you're doing. So talk to people. Mm -hmm. And I had told a friend who had told his friend who happened to be in what I wanted to do, the field I wanted to be in, which is career. Um, clinical research that I was in town and we we had been in touch for a long time actually I, I had called her from Nigeria since February but the job didn't click since November so that patience and consistency you know I kept on calling I'll just send her a whatsapp message oh good morning how are your kids and she's like oh you're still job hunting I'll be like yes and you know one day I think she just got tired of or always seeing me my greetings I'm like oh um that's true let me call my manager and opportunity met me that time they were closing a hub in san francisco and they needed the hub in mississauga and they needed 16 people and that was how i got my first job wow. and the first week i got my first job i was speaking to my fellow immigrant who you know had the challenges of job hunting i said well my husband too is looking and she was like oh this agency that this company works with may have um roles for you know, finance, my husband is a finance. And so I linked, I called the agency, linked up and down the line a month and a half later, my husband got a job. So the importance of talking to human beings cannot be overemphasized. The importance like of talking to human beings. Um, it's good to have like the applications go out and your resume could speak for you. Importance of talking to human beings. I love that. That is so powerful. 
I think something that someone shared with me, you know, when you apply online, there's a 10% chance of you getting it. But when you're referred by someone, that chance like triples, uh, yeah. you know, but, but then when you are now introduced to the higher end person and you have a chance to have a conversation with them, the number goes up a lot more as well. So which way do you want to have it? Uh, and I, I encourage you to do all three, do as, as many exactly. as possible. Exactly, exactly. Which is that that is awesome. Uh, apart from the housing challenge, what was it like once you got into work? Was that a smooth sailing process or hi, hey, decide? <laughs> so hmm, I started with an entry level role, which was 12 years before then. That was what my like my secretary would be doing. And it's it, it was in my field. So I encourage people, even if you have to start with something small, make sure it's in the direction you're going. Um, so of course, it was a bit too basic for my mind, especially the things I had been used to be doing, which is okay because there were other things I needed to learn. I needed to learn. So I, I was always running away from small talk in Nigeria because I worked in Lagos State and I'm like, you know, we'll sit down and I'm like, ah, boy, you know, all those kind of things. I, I was always running from that. But I found out that there is small talk in Canada. Like you need to talk to people. Then we were going into the office. So oh, how are your kids and start trying to understand. So it going for the, the lunches and coffee breaks, which I really hated because I just wanted to do my work. But you have to know that there's more to doing your work. You have to integrate into the society. I always tell people, you crossed 70s, you took your whole family, you know, you uprooted them and you brought them here. You have to integrate. Your kids mm -hmm. are going to, this is your kid. This is the home for your kids. So you have to hate it or love it. You have to be part of it. Mm -hmm. So integrating into the work culture took me a bit of time. I realized that it wasn't just all about my work. My work wasn't going to speak for me. I was, I had to speak up. And that was how I moved to my next show because I spoke. I was like, listen, this I can do. Like I finished my work in one hour before, when I get there, but it's an eight hour job. But like this, I can do this. I have done this. And I had to, you know, start speaking to people that I could do more. Can you please give me more opportunity to do more? And that was how I, I moved. And if you look at my LinkedIn profile, I kept, I've kept moving because in terms of the technical skills, we come a lot of, we from I mean, immigrants, we have that, but also you realize the soft skills we need to build. So I've I've had to pay that, you know, that I've had to pay a lot of time trying to build the soft skills going for, and it's not courses like going for scrum. No, no, no. It's like soft, soft building skills, um, you know, personal people don't know that you have to go for all these things. Like it's not cultural for us in Nigeria to be going for like parenting courses, um, work style courses. I have a coach that I meet with, like a counselor, you know, things like that. People don't, we don't, it's not a cultural thing for us in Nigeria. Although I think some people are getting the vibe, but you know, like this, this, um, this month, my core is developing habits on boundaries. I'm going for a class on that. So I'm having to pay for that because it's not, those are the things I need to build. Technical, you're okay, you can learn and, and you, like you can learn a lot, you can absorb a lot. But those soft skills of integrating in is, yeah, the key thing to build. That is powerful. Thanks for sharing that. I, it's something that Canadians born and raised here, it's become a part of them and we have to learn 
many of those things. And sometimes you have two years, three years to learn it. Yeah. And we don't realize sometimes it could hold you back from moving up within the yeah. organization, which is just um, really, really powerful. Uh, so, so for you now, what 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 is um, what does the future hold? You know, um, there's the PhD and and all this amazing things that are taking place now. Where where are you seeing yourself five years from now, and what you're working on? Okay, so um, maybe let me just say a little bit about what what I'm working on right now. Um, one of uh, so, I mean, we, we've settled, you know, we've, we've bought property, which is one thing I always tell Canadians as soon as possible. We we bought property um, 11 months, was it, I think nine months or thereabouts into our stay. And wow. I know it's harder now, but just try as much as possible to get property ASAP because that's kind of like the beginning of um, well building in Canada. I know it's debt. Like uh, a lot of people don't want to check BC and O oh, and things like that, but you need to get used to the system and allow it to favor you. Mm. Um, so sort of that, you know, building up at work. Right now, I'm a senior manager. I mean, for me, the next level is is probably is definitely a director level, um, but I'm taking it slow because I'm now in school. And um, for me, the, the right now, I'm in this phase of really investing into my kids I, I have um I have soccer and basketball kids and I tell people that it's very important here mm. number one in Nigeria you used to still live with your parents at 23 24 25 these ones they can leave the house at 18 <laughs> so you have to you, you've been parenting you have to mix it now into a relationship where mm. you are invested in them where they also are invested in you. They don't owe you naturally. You know, then we would learn from our parents that have more kids so that they can take care of you. No, it doesn't work like that here. <laughs> so you have to build that into where there is a relationship beyond you owe me or I owe you. So I'm in this phase where, you know, I'm putting a lot of time into that while in school and really trying to get into their interests, really trying to get them a lot of me, you know, a lot of part of me into them, into their skills. I try to train them some of the things I learn in the simplest ways, you know. And then for career-wise, I mean, like being, a, I'm in operations right now and my PhD is going to move me to more of the science of things where I can actually um, dictate what would be on the protocols or yeah. what would, what kind of population we will select, which is where my interest is, where we can actually help more um, minorities be involved in clinical trials. That is where my passion is both at work and both in my PhD. So that that is kind of what I'm driving out. And that also has really helped me fi find um, Nigerians in clinical research and pharmaceuticals where I'm trying to push for a lot of people into the workforce because the more people that are involved in the workforce, the more people we can recruit, we can have more research involved in Nigerians. We need to know more about ourselves, especially how drugs interact with our systems. So those are kind of like, you know, what I have in my purview in the next five years. Fantastic. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I was reading some recent article. She was my wife that shared it with me about, um, I guess, uh, the relaxers that we use back home mm -hmm. for our hair uh, was, you know, had a lot of effects That's on, 
you know, cancer and several other things uh, as well. And um, it's amazing how maybe it's tested on in other people, but was never really tested, tested with the black body. So it, it, we weren't, people didn't know these things. It's now that we're discovering these types of results. Is that some of the things that you're, you're talking about? Yeah. So I, I'm not, I don't really do products. I do more of the drugs. Okay. So more of like the um, COVID vaccine, for example, the mm -hmm. COVID drugs and everything. But yes, it's it's related to that because having research in our population really helps us understand us more. We're doing a lot of um, assumptions from other populations to say because it, it you know affects them most likely will affect us but we're now finding out a lot that our genetics are different environments are different and the effects will be different so it's good to understand that you know and um you know see how we can regulate things for us and mm. what would work better really mm. fantastic so uh, for anyone that is interested in learning more about the um, Clinical Research Pharmaceuticals in Canada um, Association. Uh, tell us more about that. Okay, so this association started um, in 2019. I belong to a WhatsApp group, Ontario and Friends, where you know people said, oh, what do you do? And I did mention what I did. And like three people chatted me. So I was like, you know what, let's just form a group rather than answering everybody individually. And now we've grown to about, I would say about 200 people are in the pool to say, oh, you know, this is something we're interested in. But I would say that I have um, 12 strong ESCO members that are committed that have actually gotten jobs on the, over the first year, which is I think April 20, 2021 to April 22, we've, 2022, we had about 64 people placed properly in jobs in Canada or moved jobs or moved roles. So this environment is really, it's on LinkedIn and it's on Slack. And mm. it's an environment where we share things within the industry. Um, these are the roles coming up. We share, um, in, we share, we, ref, we do referrals. We'll talk to people about what's going on. We talk about how to be clear on what you want to do, because I think there's a lot of challenge that face people that try to immigrate. They're not really sure about what they want to do um, because of the background. And we have a lot of pool of people coming into our sector because uh, a lot of the doctors find it very difficult to integrate here. And even the pharmacists find it a bit difficult to integrate here. So people are looking for the alternative they can do. So we'll find a lot of them in our pool. So and this community helps educate what they can do, the options they have on their table. We have um, like body systems that try to have one-on-one walkthroughs with people for about three weeks to help them with their resume, to help them with interviewing, to help them with networking and how to target networking appropriately. And even after they get the job, we talk about workplace success, you know, what, what's really going on in my field, in, in, you know, in my industry, or things are slowing down because of COVID, etc. or more, more hires are going on the COVID. We have those kind of conversations to help people say, you know what, I think maybe it's time to move. Maybe you should look for biotech companies. Maybe you should look for pharma companies. So we have those kind of conversations. And we, what, what has been most consistent is our monthly clubhouse meet on the 14th of every month by 8.30. Oh, nice we have a monthly clubhouse meeting and then we, you know, we invite people to talk and then we share our concerns and struggles and how to build up, how to um, improve ourselves. Yeah. 
Wow, that is so fantastic. So it's just a WhatsApp group now. There's no website or Facebook group or it's just a clubhouse. Oh, so we do. So we, we do. We have, we have, it's right on my page in on, link, on LinkedIn. Um, you know, it's right on my page there. So there's a link that we have social network. We, we have um, Slack group and LinkedIn group. So those are like the two groups where you see all the community, but then we have our monthly clubhouse and we have our bootcamp. We have several things, but you have to go on uh, Linktree to find that out. Mm, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today for the podcast. Definitely uh, uh, inspirational. I met with someone yesterday and they said, man, you Nigerians, when you come here, <laughs> that was, it was like, you just you just go 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 and yeah. to hear your story five years and you know trying to integrate and how you've really just pushed through is definitely inspirational and, and I hope listeners were able to gain a lot and learn from this but thank you for all that you do thank we you. we appreciate you and thank you for shining a beam of light on the country as well thank you so much I am if I knew how to say any of that in Egypt well, I would have said it <laughs> don't ask me either <laughs> You know, my, my my father shakes his head at me and says, ah, you don't know how to speak Ijebu. And my response is, ah, you never taught me how taught to speak Ijebu. How will I know if you never taught me and now you want to use it against me? I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you really so much, Ayo. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Why don't you do us a favor and share this podcast with a friend or colleague? The Immigrant View is brought to you by ImmigrantsNetworks.com. Hi, I'm Nick Narani, founder and CEO of Immigrant Networks. Listen, if you're an immigrant or an international student looking to find a job and expand your network in Canada, Immigrant Networks is for you. Immigrant Networks, we say networking to get working. It is a community built by immigrants just like you to help you overcome one of the biggest challenges that immigrants have when they come here, and that is finding and retaining a job. Visit our website today and get matched within days with someone from your profession and learn and grow. Immigrant Networks. Networking to get working. Music provided by Bentsound.com.